Hi, friends. Happy Sunday. Welcome to our celebration of 200 episodes of the That Sounds Fun podcast. I am so happy to be here with you today. I'm so grateful for you guys listening and being a part of what is going on here. It just makes me so happy. Hey, by the way, my name is Annie F. Downs. I'm the host around here. And the music in the background is from our friend, Mr. Ryan O'Neill, also known as Sleeping at Last. This is the Enneagram 7 song, which makes perfect sense since I'm an Enneagram 7. And today is 7-7, and it's my birthday. And I'm very happy about it. So make sure you grab some of his music. He is one of the finer musicians that we get to experience right now. And so I hope you are listening to a lot of his stuff. The way I wanted to celebrate my birthday and the way I wanted to celebrate our 200th episode is to bring back some of your favorite guests and some of my favorite guests and get an update from them on where they are from when they were on the show to now. And so first up, you may remember that my friend, a great musician, Andrew Ripp, came on the podcast a few months ago. It's episode 104, if you want to go back and listen. And the reason we did the episode is because he and I were grabbing coffee and he started telling me about the story of him and his wife in the very middle of struggle with infertility and wanting to have children for five years. And I thought, oh man, when do we ever get to hear from the husband when he is in the middle of the wait on waiting on God to do the thing they long for him to do? And so Andrew came and sat with me and we chatted and we cried and it was beautiful. If you have not heard episode 104, pause, go back and listen, and then come back and hear the update from him. For the rest of you, if you are caught up on Andrew's story of his waiting, he and Carly waiting on God to provide and and really doing all they knew to do to be faithful to the Lord, you are going to just love this update. So here with a really good story is our friend Andrew Ripp. Last time you were on, you were so generous to us and so uh, open with us about you and Carly's journey through infertility and not having children. Yep. Pick up after that. Well, <laughs> I remember walking in here that day because I've done a lot of podcasts. I've done a lot yeah. of interviews and stuff being a musician, having been doing it for a while. Yeah. I've never been so nervous in my life. Really? And I think it's just because there's something about walking into a space of vulnerability, mm. even it, without the, the microphones on. Yes, yes, Like, yes. it's just tough to go there. It just is. Yeah, you're but, right. But um, I'm so... That's one of the things that is... is sticks with me through that season of life. It was five years that we tried to have a baby yeah, and had gone through fertility treatments, all the stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just so heartbreaking for so long. But looking back on that time, now that we have our breakthrough, yeah, which I'll tell you about, but looking back on that time now, I'm just like, it's, it's amazing the friendships that were created through vulnerability. Huh. We experienced our friends carrying the weight of that thing. Yeah. Um, and I've never been in a situation where I needed help in that regard. Yeah. This was yeah. a situation I couldn't work harder to achieve the desired right. goal. Right. I couldn't pray hard enough to make it happen. It yeah. wasn't, it was completely in God's hands. So and the was gift just, was you recorded the whole show from that spot where oh, y'all dude, didn't have what you wanted. We didn't have what we wanted. Mm. I was desperately like, that's when the faith kicks in and you just speak it out even though you're yeah, not feeling it. Yeah. And that's where I was. And yeah. it was hard. Like, I remember just trembling in here. Yeah. Because I was like, I don't want to lie, but I also, like, know the power of speaking yourself that's right. into the place, into God's promise, really. Yeah, that's right. Even though I didn't have the, I didn't have the breakthrough yet. So about a year prior, 
to this moment when we received a phone call about this baby girl who needed a home. But a year prior to that, we had met with a, an adoption agency um, to kind of start the ball rolling. We weren't okay. ready to move forward. Yeah. But we wanted to kind of like see what it was. So mm -hmm. we're like, hey, why don't we just go have a meeting? Yeah. And we did. And when we left that meeting, we were both feeling extremely overwhelmed. We had a lot going on business-wise in our lives, personally, beyond just like trying to have a baby. We just right. had a lot happening. Right. So to go through the process of adoption, paperwork, home study, finances, it was pretty gnarly. Right. It was grueling, which I'm glad that it is. But it's sure. like we weren't ready to go. Mm -hmm. So a year goes by. And... Out of nowhere, we receive a phone call from this social worker um, at Catholic Charities, which is the charity we went through, saying that there's a baby girl about an hour north of Nashville, actually baby boy an hour worth, uh, oh, okay. north of Nashville, that is going to be needing a home. And we don't, I know that you haven't responded uh, yet to all the paperwork. We haven't gotten yeah. word from you guys yet. But you came to mind for some reason. Ah. And like, I think this could be a really good thing for you. Just having that one conversation a year ago feels like this could be a good match. So if you're interested, put together like a one page, you know, profile, yeah. your photo, what you're all about and um, send it in. Hopefully in the next 24, she was, she was like getting ready to send profiles over to this couple right? who were high school couple up in uh, about an hour north of Nashville. So... What happened next? It was like literally But this 12 is after hour... you've recorded the show, right? You didn't know oh, this yeah, when yeah, we yeah. were in here. This was probably months, okay. a few months later. Okay. And so Carly and I get the call. We put together, Carly puts together this profile. I was yeah. off writing a song that day. So she mm. was the one that got the call. Didn't tell me. Put the profile together. <gasps> girl. Sent it in. My girl. I get home. She's like, oh, so by the way. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, freaked out a little bit on yeah. the inside. But like, dude, when you've been praying for so long. I mean, I'll never forget you I'm saying game. we just have been looking down this hallway waiting to see feet yeah. running up and down. Yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's happening now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so anyway, we we get the phone call. We put the thing together, the profile together, send it off to the social worker. Five, six, seven days go by. Crickets. We thought it was just like kind of we were like glad we did it. Okay, maybe this is just us moving into the adoption mm -hmm. um, paperwork and stuff. Maybe we're supposed to be moving forward with this. And then we get a call. She's like, okay, so one, it's actually a baby girl. Thought it was a baby boy. Yeah. Two, they chose you. Three, they don't want to meet with anybody else. <gasps> Thanksgiving oh was five gosh. days later. So this was five days yeah. before Thanksgiving. Yeah. So it was Saturday before Thanksgiving, 2018. So she's like, Carly and I are getting ready to go up to New York for yeah, Thanksgiving yeah. on Tuesday mornings. So she's like, we have two days to oh do a home gosh. study, to do, I want you to meet them. You have to meet them. So 12 hours later, we're on the way up to up north. We meet these beautiful, I call them kids because when right. we walked in, it was just, they're so sweet and so young, young and innocent, but so strong. Yeah. I looked into her eyes and she was just like, I couldn't imagine being in that position. Was the baby already young, born? No. Okay. She was 35 weeks or okay. something. Okay. And the the boyfriend was still in the picture. Weeks. Boyfriend's still in the picture That's was sweet. and is still yeah. in the picture. Good. So we had this beautiful time together, maybe an hour. We left, still unknown. I mean, that's the moment when they're like, hey, do you really want, is this the couple? You yeah. know what I mean? It's almost like we're being interviewed, which right. is crazy. Do you have a, their yes. person that they yes. made? Yes, absolutely. Yep. 
So it was a really interesting situation, a lot of emotions, but we just felt the peace of God in the yeah. whole thing. I mean, we weren't in control of it anyway. Um, right, which and you and never, I can talk about a lot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So when we left that day, um, we received a text message. Actually, no, no, no. Cut to the next day. The social worker came to our house to do the home study because we had <laughs> the one day, day before Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> Not the day before Thanksgiving. The day oh, before the we left. Sorry, sorry, sorry. That's yeah, right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Sorry. So she comes over and walks into the house the next day after we had met the, the, the birth parents, hands us her cell phone with a text message from the birth mom saying, hey, I wanted to make sure that you shared this with Andrew and Carly before we even left the parking lot. The birth father turned to me and said, they're the ones. That's it. No doubt. Oh, my God. So he felt like we got to pray over them at the end of the meeting. And Did just, you really? Yeah, just prayed the Holy Spirit over them and the peace that transcends. Oh, my gosh. And, like, God totally delivered that to these kids who were in the most intense moment of their lives. Yeah, that's right. And they felt peace when they walked in the park. And I was just yeah. like, thank you, Lord. Yeah. So, yeah, we had the home study. We left Tuesday for Thanksgiving. <laughs> Wednesday night, we broke the news to the family. Sob fest. Yeah. We're like, I still don't know. Like you still, you don't know. And right. there's there's so many just like hold it tight with an open hand situations. That's right. Yeah. Wednesday night before Thanksgiving, the night before Thanksgiving, broke the news to the family. Woke up the next day. Um, Thanksgiving, beautiful time. Dinner. As we're getting up from dinner, we get a text message. Baby came early. <gasps> On Thanksgiving, while oh. we were eating dinner. <laughs> And they sent us. And this the whole time, photo. are you seeing all these like answered prayers? These like random like. I mean, the whole thing yeah. was just an unraveling of. Yeah. I was just like, it, it was as though he was in the room, just going like, mm. "I got you." And it, there was this fear. I felt like it was the fear of the Lord because it wasn't bad. Yeah. But I was terrified uh-huh. in the most beautiful way. Yeah. And so they sent we, a picture. Sorry, I oh yeah, you. yeah. They sent a picture at the end of dinner, just saying, "Hey, ten minutes ago, like." baby girl was born Mm-mm. and we're sitting we have a photo of our whole family hovering around the phone oh, it's the gosh. first moment we got to see our baby girl mercy. and she You're gonna make me fall apart dude i'm telling you it's hard for me right now <laughs> <laughs> oh my god ah. so we get on a plane early next day like we weren't planning on being back she came a week early yeah. so we jumped on a plane came back Drove up to um, the Mokler's house, Stephen Gracie yeah, Mokler, yeah. because they were expecting a baby, right. and we grabbed their car seat. Oh, of course. They gave us a bunch of diapers. Oh, my gosh, because their baby wasn't Yeah, it was like we didn't have any yet. stuff. Yeah. So we basically took all their stuff. Oh, my gosh. Thanks to you guys. Shout out to the Moklers. Right. Um, but yeah, we, we headed up and walked into the, the hospital room, and it was birth mom, birth dad, social worker, and birth mom's mom. Uh-huh. And it was just, it was a moment I'll never forget. Yeah. Because it just felt so, a situation like that could have been really intense, which it was, but there was just this, like, you could you'd tell it was like a new family was being birthed. It wasn't just yeah. me and Carly and our baby Francis. It was, we're all creating this new family. Is that how family. you feel? You feel oh, like I it's still a, do, yeah. Okay. And whatever that means, I mean, there's, there's, we're, we've already had a couple circumstances pop up since we've had her. We've had her for seven months now. It's just hard to navigate because yeah. it's a whole nother kind of dimension of relationship yeah. that I don't know how to do it, but thank yeah. you. You know, God does. Yeah. And we're leaning in and um, trying not to divert off course too much, yeah. but I mean, we're just doing our best. So it's, what day did she awesome. come home with y'all? Two days after Thanksgiving. Oh my God. 
week within a week she was in our house. That is un. Oh, and check this part out. We had rented our house out on Airbnb when we left town. Oh, for Thanksgiving. Yeah, because we oh, were like, well, we know we're going to be gone. So yeah. let's just. So when we got back and we took our baby home, we didn't have a house. <laughs> Where'd you go? The Moklers? We went to Carly's parents. Okay. Thankfully, they live in town. Yeah. But we didn't even have a, like, we had nothing, dude. Oh, my gosh. Oh, it was so good. I love it so. It was, it was so, so good. good. <laughs> Uh, and it's only, I mean, y'all just did all the court stuff. Y'all yes. just put it on Instagram pretty recently, May, maybe? We, we just, two weeks ago, she became Francis Ava Rip. I mean, that moment. <laughs> One of top five moments in my entire life. Yeah, really? Like, I would imagine. Maybe top one. Yeah. I mean, because there were so many throughout the process of just like looking at her for the first time after Thanksgiving dinner with the whole family. Yeah. Never forget it. Like there was just chalked full of just monumental moments. Man, I, you FaceTimed me one morning a few weeks yeah, later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, was so fun. early. And I was like, why is Rip calling it's me? 6 12. That's serious. I was like, why is her face? All right, I'm going for it. I was like, I don't have a stitch of makeup on. I haven't gotten ready at all. And all it was was the baby. And oh, yeah. I, all it was was Francis. And I just burst into yeah, tears. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it just is, our, our, it's unbelievable. As a seven at 6, 12 in the morning, when you're looking at this beautiful child and you, Annie pops <laughs> you in your mind, care. you just call. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I mean, it's just, it, we can see her on your Instagram, right? You and Carly oh, yeah. have her all over the place. Yeah. She's on my Instagram and Carly's been keeping people posted as well, but. Tell me what it's like. What's I'm it trying like not to like over family vibe uh, my Instagram. Forget it. Who cares? We all want all the Francis. I do more like. All the Francis is all the Francis. That's totally. How, that's how much we want. Thank you for that. I do more stories with her just because yeah. I like, you know, trying to respect the birth parents as well. It's like, I don't oh, sure. want to be that's putting that. You. you know what yeah. I'm saying? Okay. So um, what's it like being a dad? It is something that I'll uh, never be able to explain with words, but I get what other dads have said. Like there's mm. another, there's another dimension. There's another room in your heart that you don't open. You can't open until yeah. that's true. Yeah. It's hard. I've heard it. I believe it, you. it hurts. Uh-huh. I mean, it hurts not to be with her. Oh my God. It really does. <laughs> I, <laughs> I love mean, it so it's, much. it's so great. Yeah. I'm learning so much about even the middle of the nights, even the, Oh yeah. Yeah. Who cares? Oh, who cares? Who cares? It's been five years. I mean, it's your whole life you wanted this. Oh, Who yeah. cares? It's like, you know, when you're exhausted and she's crying and it's three, it can be frustrating. Totally. But like the second you, any parent out there knows, the second you look at them, it's just like, oh, thank you, Lord. This yeah. is such a miracle. Does she feel like yours? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know how it's different than having yeah. a biological. I don't have yeah. one, yeah. but I can't imagine there being another level of love. Like this is insane. Tell me what you know about God that you didn't know last time you were sitting there. Well, I think I've said this to Carly several times, like knowing there's there's a line in one of my new songs that goes, knowing what I know now, I would do it all again in a heartbeat. Uh-huh. And I wrote that before I really like, I, it was just kind of like a sweet thing to right. kind of you pull myself true, in the future. But yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, I really would. I've looked at her and gone, man, that was five years of like living through a hellish situation. Yeah. It was intense. But I would do it all all again now, knowing what he had in mind, you know? So, like, he really knows best. Yeah. If we're willing to wait it out, if we're willing to just stay the course. Yeah. There's such an adventure. And her name is Frances. And her name is Frances. Gosh! Oh. Yeah. <laughs> 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 
such a mess. <laughs> I just can't. I like. I've been dying. Yeah. Okay. Well, anything else you want to say about sorry her? Sorry, I didn't we didn't bring say? her. I'll hang. I know. We'll hang. We'll do it. Not, no kidding. I've only seen her in person one time. Thank you for having me. Oh, a thousand percent. No question. You guys, is that not incredible? Oh my gosh. And Frances is adorable. We will post a picture. I put a picture of her on my Instagram a few weeks ago, but we'll do it again today. She's just beautiful. She's absolutely beautiful. You've got to go. Make sure you go look at Andrew's Instagram and his wife Carly's Instagram and just see her. Uh, What an answer to prayer. I cannot believe we've gotten to walk the beginning, the middle, and the end of this particular part of their story together with him. What what an honor. So I just adore her. I think she's so cute. What a gift. So up next, you know, some of my favorite gals we have ever had on the show are the witches from Wicked, Mary-Kate Morrissey and Jenna Claire Mason Moffat. We met Jenna Claire for the first time in April of 2018, and her first episode is episode 74. So make sure you go back and hear that. At the time, she was Glinda on the touring cast of Wicked. And then together, she and Mary-Kate, who is Elphaba on the touring cast of Wicked, have one of the most listened to, most loved episodes. It's number 108. Y'all talk to me about it all the time, and people listen to it every day. People download it every single day. It is such a special episode with the two of them kind of sitting around the microphone. We're on the sitting on the floor of a dressing room in San Antonio, Texas, talking about them both leaving the tour. And so I wanted to catch up with both of them and give you an update on where they are now. Mary Kate is traipsing around Europe. And so she is unable to hop on with us, but I will go ahead and tell you, Mary Kate is headed back out on the road with the touring cast of Mean Girls. Mean Girls has never been on the road before and she will be originating the role of Janice. And so we are going to get her back on here for her to tell you, but I want you to know. So if you want to see Mean Girls as it comes to your town, you get to see our girl Mary Kate. It's going to be so amazing that so many of y'all are going to get to see her perform again. She is so incredibly talented. I'm just so proud of her. I love her so much. So make sure you check out Mean Girls when it's coming to a city near you because our girl Mary Kate will be there. And Jenna Claire is back in New York. So I want you to hear straight from her what she is up to now. Okay, so you left the touring cast. I did. And what did you do right after that? You just took some time I off? I came to visit you. Oh, right. <laughs> That's true. You came and stayed at the room in my house that is now called Jenna Claire's Jenna Claire's room. room. <laughs> um, yeah, I took some time off. I visited Annie and some family, went to some reunions, visited... Disney World. Yes, um, that's right. Visited my brothers out in California. Took some much needed rest and re- time off. Yeah, which was nice. I got a little stir crazy there at the end, but but it was good for my soul. And did you know, like during all that process, did you know there that you were gonna get another job? Like, did you know something was coming? You just didn't know when, or was it like, well, I've done all these auditions, we'll see? Well, did did I know what was coming after tour? Yeah. Yes, I okay. found out near the end of tour that. I was going to be playing Glinda on Broadway. I just love it. <laughs> I mean, what did you, I mean, I remember what you told me, but what did you do the day you found out? It was great. Well, my manager came and visited me on tour and he landed 
and he had a voicemail from the management uh, of Wicked saying that it was happening. And I saw him and he didn't tell me and he saw the show. And afterwards, he came back into my dressing room. And so after the show that night, he told me and I (laughs) fell on the floor. I mean, and then I cried a little and it was sweet because my mom was there that night. So I got to tell her too. back up and tell for people who haven't heard maybe the very first show. Tell me about the first time you saw Wicked and what you experienced. (laughs) Yeah, I saw the show when I was. 13 years old, I saw the original cast on Broadway and told my parents at intermission that I wanted to be Glinda someday. So like fourth row of the Gershwin Theater. And then fast forward 12 years later, I started as the standby on Broadway and did that for 16 months and then went on tour for 20 months, took a few months off. And now it's been like two months of doing the show on Broadway. And guess who was there for my opening night? <laughs> Your friend, Annie F. My friend, Annie F. And a lot of wonderful people. And I'm just, I'm so blessed with a friend like you to to make the trip up from Nashville. And you've seen Wicked so many times. <laughs> I, I did see it a lot in the last 15 months yeah. of friendship. You're but my favorite super fan. So. I am. I am. You know that is true. I mean, Mary-Kate and I, and people, I'll, I'll repost this picture, but I mean, Mary-Kate and I just sobbed through your opening night. Well, I haven't even told you, we took these pictures backstage and I just got them back from my photographer like a couple days ago and I have to send them to you. It's pictures of you, me and Mary Kate on the couch and we're all just, we're all just, we all just have cry face <laughs> and we're just holding each other, holding some flowers. It's, it's love, real. it's friendship in a, in a photo. I have been dying to update people on this. I mean, I think a lot of our friends know because you get That Sounds Fun friends at the show a lot. Oh my goodness. I know. I think I messaged you a couple days ago, but I went to the stage door the other night and, you know, people kind of come out after the show and, and sign playbills and take pictures. But I was going down the line and it was like every other person in line was saying, Oh, I, I heard about you from Annie F. Downs. And I'd be like, do you know the person? Two people over. Do you know that person? <laughs> and everybody was like, what's your Enneagram number? Are you listening to the India summer? And um, I was saying, yeah, they can't come out fast enough. I just, I love them so much. <laughs> Such a good summer with Annie F. Downs. I just love that where where you go, our people come to you. I, I mean, I just love that now that you're in New York, people are like, yeah, that's me. I'm there. I'm friends with Annie F. Downs and I'm friends with Jenna Claire. I just love when we get tagged on Twitter or Instagram. Instagram and people are going, I feel like I'm friends with Jenna Claire because I think I'm friends with Amy F. Downs. And we're like, yes. Well, what's really sweet is you just draw in the most faithful, loyal friends. And I just feel lucky that I get to be friends with your friends. And then and then we're all friends. You're very kind. I agree. I um okay, so what has it been like being Glinda? It's been wonderful. You know, it's my dream job. I can honestly say it's, you know, the only job I've ever really wanted or like the longest, you know, I've wanted it for the longest period of over half my life, right? So it's definitely a dream come true. And, you know, all the joy of doing the show on the road was getting to, you know, play the role of a lifetime. But then the fact that I get to do it here in New York and then I get to live with my husband yeah. too makes it amazing. Which is a very normal thing for everyone to feel. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. I was on the road for so long and you know, that comes long distance marriage comes with its own challenges. And we were fortunate enough that he would fly out, you know, literally every week, but it's still hard. And so it's been fun entering into this new season of married life mm-hmm. of just, you know, 
togetherness. And yeah, it's really good. I mean, I just love your life now. Like you just have like a, you go to work every day, just like the rest of us, except you're getting to live at home instead of in Airbnbs across the US. Which was wonderful. Right. There's something so special. And I'm so thankful for the touring casts that go and bring shows. They bring shows to Nashville. Uh, Like that's how we became friends as you were on the touring cast. But I'm thankful for you that you get to be at home now for a little bit. Me too. And I just think health-wise, it's so fun traveling and and seeing the country, but there's something to be said for, you know, going home and and having your pillows and your bed and, you know, you don't have to change altitudes and humidity levels every couple of weeks. And um, yeah, I'm just enjoying being in one place for a minute. I need you to name drop like crazy of some of the like super famous people who you've already met that have come to see the show. It was crazy. My first, my second day, Katy Perry came, which literally was, I missed her by a night. A one night, Annie. I know. I'm so um, torn up about it. Yeah. They do this thing too, where management will be like, okay, if someone famous is out there, do you want to know or do you not want to know? And some people just don't want to hear it because it gets you in your head when you're performing. Um, But I'm kind of like, yeah, tell me. You know, at this point, I've done the show 700 times. So I'd like to Literally. I need everyone to know that's not an exaggeration. (laughs) She has literally done the exact same show 700 (laughs) times. Technically now, let's see. Tonight will be 702, 702 tonight. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so Katie was here and that was fun. And and then a couple nights later, Jeff Bezos came. Oh my gosh, yes. The president of Amazon, the founder of Amazon. Uh-huh. Came backstage. I put a crown on his head. It's so fun. <laughs> Elizabeth Warren. I saw Elizabeth Warren. Elizabeth Warren came. Yeah, everybody loves Wicked. And I, you know I've like... DM'd uh, Kristen Bell and like Mindy Kaling and been like, hey, come see Wicked. I'll let you try on my crown. Exactly. (laughs) No response yet, but I'm going to remain optimistic that it'll happen. (laughs) Tell me what it is like to be right smack in the middle of your dream job. (sighs) Exhausting and exhilarating. It's like, it's the best thing ever. And it, it takes, it feels like it takes everything, especially those first few weeks. It's, you know, you're, after taking time off too, it's almost like you're rebuilding some stamina, but you know, I'm still in voice lessons. I still go to the gym and and try to keep my, my muscles strong, but you know, and I'm not an athlete by any means. So I apologize to any athletes out there for the comparison, but it does feel like an athletic It does feel like an athletic feat of sorts just to be able to do it eight times a week. Yes, you know? It is. It's the two show days that are killer. You know, one show days I always say are so sensible, but as soon as you're doing wicked twice in a day, it's like, Ooh, it's a lot. Yeah. You just try to pace yourself vocally and physically. So the thing people ask me all the time, I get, I don't read my DMs unless I like have asked something and then I go and check on them. And sometimes I will see people saying, or they'll tweet me and say, I'm going to wake it tonight. Are you sure Jenna Claire's on? Oh, that's so sweet. Can you, can you kind of just give us a, a PSA on people should buy? Well, I'll give the PSA and you can just tell me if I'm right or wrong. Okay. Okay. Barring anything weird. You're on every show. Yeah. So they should buy a ticket for whatever they want to come. Definitely. But also, if you're sick that day, you're sick that day. Right. 
Is there any other way we need to say that? I just want to tell no. people, <laughs> you don't need to ask Jenna Claire or Annie F. Downs when Jenna Claire is performing because it's the answer is yes. Yeah. I think I'm like missing a couple days in the fall for a wedding. But other than that, yeah, barring anything urgent, like I, I plan on being there. I hope you plan on being there July 23rd through 29th while <gasps> I'm there. Oh my goodness. You're making it public so everybody can come on those days. I am right which now, is but really let's see exciting. if it actually stays on the show. I don't know. <laughs> that would be amazing. Wait, when we were in San Antonio, didn't someone like bring you a book to sign or just like yes, totally. That's amazing. Famous. Um, yo, you are. Okay, so I just wanted to get that PSA out there so that people knew that they could really buy a ticket anytime. And if something happens and you're not there, it's not that there is no Glenda, right? There's still a very talented Glenda. It's just (laughs) not our friend. Exactly. Yeah. Because the show is called that sounds fun. What sounds fun to you? Okay. I thought of two things. And the first one is I haven't been to Nashville since I came to visit you last fall. I know it's been a long time. And it's because I'm busy doing eight shows a week, but boy, do I miss Nashville, Tennessee. And what sounds fun to me is going lion dancing with you at the Wild Horse Saloon. Yeah. Visiting um, our favorite little retail shop, Abel, getting some frothy monkey treats, and um, yeah, living our Nashville dreams. Okay. Would we go? We would also probably need to go to Meredith's, right? Oh well, that's a given. It's right. my favorite, Obviously. so Obviously. we couldn't we couldn't miss that. We'd make a trip over to downtown Franklin yeah, for sure. Right. I agree with that. Um, And the other thing is Mary-Kate, you probably know, she's in Europe right now for her birthday. And what also sounds fun is getting on a plane with you and just like popping over to, you know, she was in London, but now she's in Paris, you know, in an an Airbnb across from the Opera Garnier. So, I mean, that sounds fun. She needs us. We just need to, we need to arrive. She needs us to deliver croissants. That's right. That's right. That's exactly (laughs) right. Um, Those both sound fun. Well done. You're getting very good at this. Oh, good. Okay, great. (laughs) Um, GC, I also just want to publicly say, I'm just so proud of you. You're just so very talented, but you're also truly you. And you're probably one of my very favorite people in the world, but also to see on a stage and, I just wanted to celebrate you today. For my birthday, I wanted to celebrate you and how good you are and um, at life, but also at performing and at singing. I mean, you're just, you're amazing. Thank you, Annie. That means so much coming from you. And and just thank you for, for being such a faithful friend and and for, for being so loyal and for, for reaching out and checking on me. And it's really sweet when you have those friendships that kind of transcend distance and it's time apart and always looking forward to our next visit. I know. I'll be there for you. Know it. I'll bring you some Meredith's. I know. I want you to move here for the fall. Okay. Oh, it's still (laughs) in my heart. You know, it's still in my heart. Um, this, this week is going to be that week that I'm up there is going to be a good practice because I have a, like an apartment, you know, (gasps) I know. Dreams. Jenna Claire, tell me how people can keep up with you. I am on Instagram. My handle is my first name, Jenna Claire, G-I-N-N-A-C-L-A-I-R-E. And that's the same for Twitter. Perfect. Okay. That's the best way. We should all just follow you there. And then you can see all sorts of wicked things in the best way, the wicked musical things. Yeah. You and Eric, when your friends come visit, Katy Perry. (laughs) And 
I think, I mean, I know you know, but Eric and I are, are renovating a house right now. And yes. what's most exciting about that is that there's going to be an Annie room. So oh, yeah. I'll get your guest room already. Yeah, y'all better be real ready because I'm going to be invading New Jersey a lot. I know. You're going to have to help me pick paint colors and things. Girl, I'm ready for that. <laughs> um, all right. Love you, sister. Thanks for doing this. I love you, Annie. I'm so grateful and I'm just so proud of you. I think this is the coolest thing to get to tell people like, remember when Jenna Claire was traveling and now she's the Broadway Glenda? Yeah. And I remember you asked me during our interview last April if that was something in my heart that I wanted to do down the road. And I don't know. It felt kind of scary to even answer the question because I knew that desire was there. I just didn't know if it was actually attainable. And so to be here with you talking about it a year later and, and be like, oh my goodness, it's it's happening and dream big, y'all. Right. Some would say, won't he do it? Won't he do it? do it? Won't he do it? God is good. Right, you guys, I'm just so proud of her. Our dinner Claire is Glinda on Broadway. So listen, she is, as she told you, her contract will go for a bit longer. I mean, a good bit longer. So you can get up there anytime in 2019 and the first parts of 2020. You're guaranteed that Jenna Claire is the principal Glinda. Now, she's planning on being there every show, but you never know when someone gets sick or something comes up. So hope for the best and get a ticket. Go to New York and see Jenna Claire as Glinda, the good witch and wicked on Broadway. Oh, I just cried my eyes out the first time I saw her up there. It was amazing. On that very same trip, I had a really interesting experience happen uh, the same week that I was there for Jenna Claire's opening night. I got a tweet from a friend named KB on Twitter. Her name is Kelly, and it really impacted my life. And I asked her if she would come be on the show, because if we're talking about updates and talking about where the show has been and where the show is going, Kelly plays a really major role in that. So here is my conversation about that tweet with my new friend, Kelly. Kelly, thanks for being on the show with me today. It's a joy. You are the only person on today's fun uh, update episode that people haven't met yet. So will you just kind of introduce yourself? Sure, absolutely. So my name is Kelly Brownlee. Um, and I live in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Um, I'm married to my husband. We've been married almost 15 years and we have three kids. I'm a worship leader, I'm a speaker, I'm a mentor, and um, I'm a social media freak. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. You just love it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Also, you follow me on social media. Uh, yes, and I've read all your books, and I oh, listen thanks. to you speak, and I love it all. Right. Well, you're very kind. Thank you. Let's talk about a day in April when you tweeted me. I think for me is since I follow you so often, like I just noticed like that um, I hadn't heard very much about you speaking about people um, of very much, much, very diverse cultures. Mm -hmm. And so um, I just kind of threw it out there and um, asked you like if you had any intentions of kind of expanding um, the types of people that you have on your show. I have said to people behind your back, Kelly, <laughs> over and over again, that your tweet to me was the absolute definition of the Lord's kindness leading to repentance. Oh, wow. Because you were so kind to me in your correction and you were a hundred percent right. Oh my goodness. What you asked of me should have been in my mind already. 
And it wasn't. And so for you to so kindly say, hey, Annie, I like your show. I like you. I'm glad we're, I'm glad we're friends. Have you thought about having a more diverse guest on your show? I teared up on the sidewalk. I was in New York City. I teared up on the sidewalk because I thought she's right and she's kind. Oh. <laughs> and so uh, what made you decide that day? Did something trigger your mind that day or why that day for you? I can tell you why that day for me. Why that day for you? <laughs> you know what? Honestly, I, I, I've gone to predominantly Caucasian churches probably the last 10 years of my life. Okay. And I've been in ministry. Um, I'm 41 and I've been in ministry probably since I was like 20 years old. Mm -hmm. um, so I've been in ministry a long time. And I just noticed even on my own bookshelf that like primarily like 90% of the books I read on leadership are by Caucasian men and women. And the people that have influenced me most in my life were primarily in my adolescence and my teenage years mm -hmm. were African-American. But now that I'm older, um, the people that I glean the most from are, are Caucasian. Yeah. And while that's awesome, sometimes it kind of leads, um, it leaves so much space for people of a different color or a different cultural background. Um, and I don't often hear their voice. Yeah. And so I think it just happened to be like one of those days, like where maybe I had come from a staff meeting and I loved everything that was said, but I just thought, man, I'm so tired of being like the one of yeah. three people right. <laughs> in the room, you know? Right. And so I, I don't know. I just think because I listen to your show so much and, and I'm currently doing 100 days to brave with some of my mentees. Oh, um, I just think it just kind of stood out to me that day. Like, man, I bet, I bet Annie would, would really, you know, be willing to accept that maybe she could use some more uh, people of color. Yes. <laughs> On yes. her podcast yes. or in her sphere of influence, you know? Yeah. So the day that you tweeted me, I saw Hamilton that night in New York. Oh, wow. I already had seen the tweet, and I think I had responded to you or liked it or something. Yes. And then I went and saw Hamilton, and one of the best parts about Hamilton, besides the music, is that all the roles are historically white people and and there are no white people in the musical right so one of the things they've done is taken this historically white story and put a bunch of other cultures and races into it mm -hmm. and thereby changing kind of your understanding and experience of the history yes and so there just was no accident to me that you and I had that conversation and I sat and heard that musical. And the next day, I think it was the next day, people are going to look and correct me. But the next day, I just retweeted it and said, she's right. And I'm sorry. And I want and I said, Kelly, I want you to come on my show. And <laughs> I said, you guys tell me who to have on. And the list is so long. Yes. Of all these really, and so many of them, I can, I have their phone numbers or I have their email. You're like, so many of them are in my circle. That's what made me, Kelly, that's what made me the most, um, I don't know if embarrassed is the right word, but the, the thing that draw, drew my attention the most is I thought, oh, sh people are asking me to have people on that I do know. Yeah, yeah. I should have done this sooner, more thoughtfully, mm -hmm. you know? So I want to tell you what we're doing. We are fixing this. There isn't like a right or wrong number or ratio or anything. I don't think yeah. you can, you can correct me as you listen through the year, but I do want you to know that we are being because of you, Kelly, literally because of you and how the Lord used you on that day in April, we are being very intentional that 
when we look at a month of shows, we make sure a lot of different people feel like they will recognize someone that's on the show. Oh, I love that. I love it. And so we we have some all sorts of different shades of people coming, some different people of socioeconomic backgrounds coming. Mm -hmm. And the back half of the year, I promise you, Kelly, the back half of the year and moving into 2020 is going to look so different than what you've seen before. Mm -hmm. um, and it will reflect the kingdom better. Uh, because you were kind enough to ask me to reflect the kingdom better. Oh my goodness. That means so much to me. I, I mean, honestly, I didn't even think you would even respond. I got to be truthful. That's you know, fair. I mean, you don't know me or anything like that. Um, and I don't have some big name or whatever. So I didn't even know if you would respond. And just the fact that you, you know, responded even meant so much to me. Like, I didn't even see the part about you having me on your show. I know I when you didn't respond, I was like, she actually hates me. And then I was like, no, I'm DMing her. I'm going all in. I'm going to go double or nothing. She's going to have to say no to me. <laughs> no, no, I didn't even see that part. I just saw like the way responded. That day was crazy, wasn't it? How many people responded to it? Yes, it's so exciting. It is exciting. And it's not about, and, and I think you and I both know this, but I want to say this to our friends listening. It is not about uh, doing some sort of percentage or level or making people happy. It is genuinely about like, if I actually say that my show reflects the friends that I have and yes. my show is going to hopefully spread the gospel and further the kingdom, it needs to look like the kingdom. Amen. Couldn't have said it any better. It's all about awareness. And if we're aware of one another and aware of the fact that, oh man, maybe what I say or who I have on doesn't represent, you know, um, the majority of the people that listen to my show, then maybe I should change it up. And it just means so much to me that you took that to heart. I mean, I, I already listen, so you can bet your about a dog. You get to give me a report card by the end of 2019 and see if we've improved. <laughs> but I wanted to bring you on here because I wanted to thank you and I wanted you to know and I want to be held accountable that this really matters to me, that that my friends feel like I'm listening and that when I am off course, if someone corrects in a way that shows, I mean, I don't want mean, I don't want people being mean, just to be mean, yeah, but, absolutely. <laughs> but you just were, you, you brought a correction to me with the kindness of Christ. And so I also haven't said to you, I'm really sorry that I didn't do this better sooner. And I, and I appreciate that you stuck with me. And I appreciate that you told me the truth and I am, I'm going to change and we're going to be different. Um, so thank you. That means so much to me. I, I admire you even more now. Thank you so much. Amy. Well, I don't know about that. Let's see how it goes. Let's see how it goes. <laughs> but we've already done some great recording with people that I, I would have thought of, but never pursued mm -hmm. uh, because of you. So get ready for the back half of the year, looking more like the kingdom of God, my friend. So exciting. Thank you so much. Thank you. You guys, I'm just really thankful for Kelly and for you guys who communicate. I mean, that is the beautiful part about 2019 is that we get to talk back and forth. And so I'm really, really thankful for how kind she was and how honest she was and how thoughtful she was. And I will now try to do the same. So um, I think you're going to like how the year continues to play out as we work really hard on specifically on our show to model and reflect what the kingdom of God looks like. So thank you to Kelly for coming on and chatting with me and for her kindness and her friendship and her leadership in this area for me. So I'm really grateful. 
And for our last update, last summer, I introduced you to my friends at Christian Appalachian Project, a nonprofit that I'm really passionate about, that I love what they do and how they care for people in the Appalachian region of America. You can go back and hear my conversation with one of their camp directors. We call him Gonzo. And that is episode 95. So you can go back and hear me and Gonzo talk about Christian Appalachian Project on episode 95. At that time, we talked about, let's raise a little bit of money and do, let's try to get like $10,000 together between all of us that are listening and partner with CAP to help kids have books in their homes from Dolly Parton, our girl Dolly Parton and Imagination Library. And so I called Tina, who is kind of my person on the ground with CAP. She's in charge of marketing. She's the partner that we've worked with from the beginning, which by the way, I just want to remind you, they're even... The reason I even know that CAP exists is because of Eddie Koffeltz and the new Activist podcast. You should go back and listen to Eddie's show. You should listen to all of them. But my episode is really me explaining to Eddie, like, I want to make a difference in my neighborhood and with the people that live around me. I just don't know how. And I told him what I was passionate about, and he connected me with CAP, and it has changed my life. So Tina is who he connected me with at CAP. And so since then, for almost two years... We've been in relationship with them. I've been up there once. I'm planning another trip up. But I called Tina and said, Tina, tell me the update. After all my friends donated last summer, what has happened? And I think you are going to love the answer. So here's my conversation with Tina from Christian Appalachian Project. All right, Tina, you are from CAP. Thank you for being on the show today with me. Yay, we're pretty excited. We love having you here. And uh, I love CAP. It's a great organization helping People in need in Appalachia, so I love it. I have the best job in the world. I know. It's one of my favorite things about you, Tina, is every time I talk to you, I think you are sure you have the best job in the world. <laughs> I am 100% certain of that. Okay, so tell us what you do for CAP. And just for a reminder for people, last summer is when we kind of introduced CAP to all my friends who are listening. But tell us, but last summer we had Gonzo on the podcast and told us about summer camp. So tell us what you do at CAP. So I am the manager of communications. So I oversee all of CAP's brand and messaging, meaning we put out the magazine, brochures, uh, we manage signs, logos, anything that you would see that has our logo on it comes out of our office. And so we love it. We get to tell CAP's story. And I love storytelling. And, you know, it's just like a lot of amazing people. And you really get to just have conversations with people. So that's why I have a great job. I get to just talk to people and then tell other people about how great they are. Love it. Oh, I love it. And Tina, how long have you been there now? I have been here three years in April, so I'm still sort of new, but you know, I've kind of lost some of my brand newness. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> okay. So last year when I came up to visit you and some of the other CAP employees, some friends of ours, like drove me around and showed me all the different work CAP is doing. Can you just recap for people real quick? What all does CAP do for rural Appalachian families across 13 different states, really? Yeah, so CAP uh, has 16 human service programs that serve uh, the elderly. We serve children and their families, and we serve people with uh, individuals with disabilities. So that looks very different depending on what your needs are, but we do everything from a food pantry to a thrift store. We have early childhood education programs that help prepare Appalachian children to be kindergarten ready. We do elderly services, which helps um, our elderly. Sometimes they might need a ride to the doctor or 
Um, we get together and have social events for them because they sometimes they living in situations where they're isolated. So we give them those social interactions. Um, obviously, we do summer camp. So we get to love on kids during the summer. Uh, but when there's not summer camp, uh, our staff go into the school system to, in essence, in some way, serve as paraeducators. So we support the local school system um, as well. And so really all across the spectrum and then housing, we do lots of housing repairs. There's a lot of substandard housing in Appalachia. And so we work in that regard as well. I love it. I think, uh, you know me, Tina, I'm like such a huge fan of what CAP is doing and, and being a part of helping, literally helping our neighbors, especially for us here in Tennessee. I mean, y'all do work in Tennessee. You do work in Kentucky that are so close to us, people who really need our help on kind of a daily basis. Oh, absolutely. That's the thing I love about CAP as well is not only do we serve, we're housed here in Kentucky, but you're correct. We serve all 13 um, Appalachian states as well as Missouri and Arkansas, I believe it is. Um, so we really stretch out across. We have a, a warehouse uh, that serves a lot of smaller ministries. So we understand that there are small churches and other little nonprofits that may not be able to um, get some of the supplies and things that they need to do their ministries. So CAP has um, Operation Sharing as our warehouse, and we essentially serve as a facilitator to help uh, those other ministries and organizations to be able to do what God has called them to do. So um, it's a great opportunity. And one of those is in Tennessee, Operation Sharing in Oneida, Tennessee is one of our partners. And uh, we're so excited that we get to expand out into Gatlinburg and all other kind of places in, in Tennessee as well as Kentucky. I love it. Okay, so last summer, after I came up to Kentucky and hang out with y'all, we set this goal for my friends who are listening. And we said, okay, what we'd love to do is give books to kids through Dolly Parton's Imagination Library. And so we set a goal last summer. I think it was $10,000 is what we, what we were going to try to raise together with um, everybody, with all my listeners and all my friends online. So will you kind of give us an update on what happened when everybody that's listening kind of jumped in and became a part of what we were doing? Sure, absolutely. So uh, when we first met and got to tour Appalachia with you and we had heard a little bit about your own story of being a former teacher and really having a heart for kids and having been here yourself in Appalachia to do a service project when you were a teenager, we were excited to host you. So when you said $10,000, we were like, oh my gosh, you know, like that's so much money that we can pour into our early childhood education program. Well, you just, you and your friends just knocked it out of the park. We raised over $21,000 to bring literacy programs to our children. And this is our, we're talking about our little bitties, our preschoolers um, in our child development center. So what uh, Imagination Library does, if people are not familiar with Dolly Parton's Imagination Library, they send a book every month to a child's home so that each child in that household under the age of five receives a free book every single month. It doesn't cost the family anything. And so because your friends partner with you and you partner with us, it allowed us um, this year alone, we just started the program. We got it all kicked off in December. So they got books right before Christmas. Um, at this time, we've had 115 kids in two counties. Uh, these are depressed Appalachian counties, McQuarrie and Rockcastle. We've had 115 kids get books at their home every single month uh, of which they can share the love of reading and it pours into them a love of books and literacy. We've already had 10 kids graduated from that program, meaning they were under five and qualified and now they started kindergarten. So those books have helped those kids enter school kindergarten ready. 
we know that stats show if, if kids don't master reading by third grade, it really does uh, cause issues down the road. So this program is more than just giving them a book. It is really opened up the world of education for children who, who really need that head start. So we really appreciate So right now we've had a total of 125 children under the age of five that have been impacted by your generosity of that $21,000. Yeah. That's amazing. And how many kids do you think total will get um, to be a part of Imagination Library from that 21000 Well, every year that program, um, the 21000 actually sees that program for five whole years. So we're doing an average of 100 kids a year. You can, uh, you know, see the, Im- the impact oh that gosh. that has. And, and these are kids um, in family situations as well. And so we will be able to share with your listeners when you come here. I think we sent you some photos of kids with some books. So yeah. to be able to just see the smiles on their faces that they have their very own book that comes in the mailbox with their name uh, on it. Um, it has their name on yes. it. I love it so much. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So it's just exciting. Uh, Tina, you're just making me so teary <laughs> over here. I love it so much. So we, so already 125 kids have started getting books every month. Absolutely. And that will continue for a hundred kids every year. Like we'll add a hundred new kids every year for the next Five yeah, years. So for five years. So oh my it. gosh. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the best birthday present anyone could ever give me <laughs> is that we've got, we're going to have hundreds of kids reading books every month that are mailed straight to them because of my friends that listen to the podcast and follow them. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the best part is we're just getting started, aren't we? Just getting started. Absolutely. We are just getting started. I know. Okay. So what the what our friends listening don't know is we already got a trip for me up there in the books. We're going to bring, we're getting it on the calendar. We're going to bring some video people with us so we can see all this as well and meet some of the families. And we're going to have some more ways that through our, you and me and, and our listeners that we can all partner together. But if someone's listening today, Tina, and they're like, oh my gosh, I want to be a part of helping our own neighbors, people in Appalachian counties and that are in real financial stress or, you know, handicapped or any of those things, how can they partner today? What would that look like? Well, today they can go um, straight to christianapp.org, which is our website. And um, I believe they will still be able to go through your Annie Downs page. So uh, in that um, campaign, we ran um, christianapp.org slash Annie F. Downs, and they could give uh, to continue to support that uh, campaign as well as other initiatives through CAP. I love it. Okay. And that's, I mean, one of the things I love about y'all, Tina, and, and for our friends listening, like you can go back and listen to me on um, Eddie Koffeltz's podcast called The New Activist, and we'll link to it in the show notes, The New Activist, where I got to interview the president of CAP, and which is how we got this whole thing started, because I just am, I am really passionate about this people group and making sure our neighbors feel cared for. And so, yes, so people can partner like that by going to christianapp.org slash Annie F. Downs. Yep. I mean, what I love about y'all is just like us partnering with Compassion International is that we can trust, I I do trust every penny goes to helping our neighbors in these counties and states right around us and that need some help. Yeah, absolutely. It, the, the great thing about it is that uh, when we talked about this on the, the first time around is. Yes, when we think of people in need, um, a lot of times we think of people that live far away from us. But this is happening to people right in our own backyard that are really, I've seen in my time at Christian Appalachian Project, I've seen some desperate situations where you go into 
and just whether it's housing conditions or food insecurity or even lack of educational opportunities, every single dollar goes back to help children, their families, parents struggling to put food on the table or to provide things like summer camp to their kids. So I know that those kind of things can be out of reach sometimes when you're just trying to take care of the necessities. And so every single dollar that people go through christianapp.org slash Annie F. Downs, those dollars go to support um, folks right here in uh, the United States. And the reason we picked Imagination Library of all the ways that we could have partnered with y'all for the first time is books in homes change families. Oh, absolutely. Not only is it the children reading, but the parents are maybe getting to read in ways that they haven't read in a really long time. And it's why I write books that when you, and why I love to read is when you tell people stories, they start believing new things. Absolutely. And so we are putting hope in those homes as well as books. And as well as education, I just love it so much. I can't believe there's so many kids who are already reading. Nina, I'm dying. You just nailed it. Like that's part of what we do. A part of our mission statement is building hope, transforming life, and sharing Christ's love through service in Appalachia. So I just as listening to you think it made me think about like when my kids were growing up and having to sit on my lap and I would read a book to them. So you're also not just the literacy component, but helping parents have those opportunities to develop those deep relationships with their kid, like having your favorite book that you go to and ask your parent to read every night. That's what your friends are doing. They're giving parents an opportunity to build a love for reading with their children, but to just have that special time at the end of the night when you read this bedtime story, that book you all put in kids' hands that their parents can read to them at night and make a difference in their life. So I uh, just can't say thank you enough. <laughs> oh, that's the most fun. Tina, we have the most fun jobs. You're Absolutely. right. Absolutely. We have the most fun jobs. <laughs> love it. Love this it. is awesome. Okay, so we will share some of those pictures this week so everybody can see the ones you've already posted online and sent to us. And then I think I get to see you t- soon, Tina. I'll be up there. You're going to you're gonna hang out with us, aren't you? We're going to hang out. That'll be in the fall. Um, we're looking at. So we're so excited to be able to have you here and have you to meet some of the kids and some of their parents. Oh, I'm just going to be a mess, Tina. You know it. You know I'm just going to be a mess the whole time. I'm going to have a giant box of Kleenex for you. Okay. okay we'll I got you it. covered. I've got you covered, girl. <laughs> Perfect. Tina, thank you so much. Is there anything else we need to say on this one that, that you want to cover today? No, just want to. Uh, we are so grateful again for the support and just uh, ask that people just pray for right now we're in the middle of our summer camp season yeah tell me how camp's going how's gonzo gonzo is busy 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 he has about we all expect probably about five to six hundred kids to come through camp aj which is where Gonzo's wow. located then we have our other camp camp shawnee between the two of them we have about a thousand kids that get to come through camp every single summer so just keep gonzo in prayer and the kids um that they just have a great life-changing season as they do each year so um it's going awesome awesome good i'm so glad yes we will keep and and y'all's instagram is it i mean i follow it but remind me what the handle is it is it christ app is that right all of our social media is chris app proj okay c-h-r-i-s-a-p-p uh p-r-o-j so it's all the same instagram facebook um, Twitter, uh, Chris at Proch. So the main thing again is they still, I'm looking right now at your beautiful face on our uh, website. So again, they can go to christianapp.org slash Annie F Downs and they will see you. It says become a guardian angel today so people can support uh, and continue to pour into it. So thank you so much. Thank you to uh, you and thank you to your friends. Well, thank you, Tina. And listen, friends, if you're listening and you want to give me something for my birthday, I don't need anything, but I got a lot of friends who need books. 
So just head on to christianapp.org slash Annie F. Downs and let's get some more kids, some more books. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Happy birthday. So friends, isn't that amazing? That is so many kids that are getting books in their houses. I am just, I mean, I could just barely keep it together while we were recording that. So I am so thankful for CAP and for you guys and how you just made a way for kids to get books in their houses. And we are just getting started in this partnership. If you've longed in your heart to give me a birthday present. I do not need anything. I am so happy and satisfied with my life, and I am so grateful for what God has done for me and the people and the things and et cetera. I would love for us to turn our eyes and our hearts and our money toward Christian Appalachian Project. You can go to christianapp.org slash Annie F. Downs, and that will give you a direct page of how you can donate and be a part of what we are doing. It is amazing, and I would love for you to be a part of that with us. And as we said in the show, we're headed back up this fall so we can show you some things, get some video so that you can see the work that Christian Appalachian Project is doing. If you haven't followed them on socials, you should do it. It's just really fun to watch and see what they are doing. And this is the point where I get to say thank you so, so much, you guys. 200 episodes. I just can't even believe it. Over 11 million downloads, over 200 episodes over five years is just Uh, more than I could have ever dreamed. I had no idea what we would be here together. And I am just so thankful. So thank you for all the shows that you listen to, for the way you share them with your friends and your family in text and on email and in your social media channels. It just means so much to me that you take our conversations to your friends. And I love that y'all feel like you're a friend of the show because I really believe that too. I think this is just really fun that we get to have conversations twice a week. Thank you for trusting me with your ears and your heart and your mind and your kids in the back seat and your friends and family that you share it with. It is um, not lost on me. It is not something that I do not think about all the time that you are trusting me um, in a really intimate way. And so thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We are just getting started, right? 200 down about an hour ish per show. And the guys say you have to do 10,000 hours or something to be an expert. So we've got a lot of shows left to go, but I am having a really great time. And I hope you'll stick with us all the way to that 10,000th hour. We've got a lot more friends to introduce you to. The rest of this month is stacked and the fall is lining up in an incredible way. And then we've got Christmas and we're doing it. We're doing 12 days of Christmas, 12 shows in a row. You just aren't even ready. It is going to be so fun. So thank you, thank you, thank you. I just love this. Thanks to Chad for being the best producer in the world. Chad and Jesse for your editing. Thanks to Jenna and Eliza and Maggie who've been a part of this with me. I'm just so, so grateful. We are having a great time. It is just incredibly fun. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I can't say it enough. I'm sorry that I'm still saying it, but it's my birthday. I'm allowed to do what I want. It's my birthday and I'll thank you if I want to. That's what I always say. So thank you, you guys. I'm really grateful. If you need anything else from me, you know it. I'm embarrassingly easy to find Annie F downs all across the internet, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the places. The F is for fun because we are having so much fun. I'm just having so much fun. And I hope you have a great Sunday. Go out and do something that sounds fun to you. Make sure you check out Christian Appalachian Project as well. And we will see you back here tomorrow with Hillary Scott from Lady Annabellum. Love you guys. Have a great, great Sunday.